So, uh, before we start, actually as we start, I've got a few pictures that I'm going to place on this whiteboard here. And I just want you guys to kind of shout out of who they are. So, first person we have is Bill Gates. Okay. Oh, by the way, does anyone know what Bill Gates is famous for or well known for? So, there we are. So, Bill Gates is the founder of Microsoft. So, every time you guys log onto a computer that isn't Apple, you can thank Bill Gates for that. Okay. This guy? Okay, Bruce Lee. Does anyone know what Bruce Lee is famous for? So yeah, for his martial arts skills. Okay. Here's a challenge for some of you guys. Who is this? Yes, so Thomas Edison is famous because he was the guy that created the light bulb. So I guess you have him to thank for all the lights in here. Okay, next picture. I think you should all know who this one is. So yes, so Mandela was famous for many things for his work with kind of the community, slavery, uh, the fact that he was in prison for so many years and that sort of thing. So there's one, there's one thing that I kind of want to focus on with all of these images and all these people were great people. So also I've got some famous quotes here and I quite like some of these actually. So the first quote I have is a person who never made a mistake never tried anything new. So can I ask, how many of you guys have made a mistake recently? How many of you guys have made a mistake today? Okay. So clearly, some of you guys, if not everyone, has tried something new or something that they don't normally do. So they're kind of breaking the routine, as it were. And I found this out not too long ago, actually. I think that's a really good quote because there are a lot of people. So I work in a school where the kids are special needs and some of them kind of have almost like kind of like a routine that they can't break out of, otherwise it sends them off into chaos. And it's nice to be able to have the kind of capability of being able to do something out of the ordinary without it sending us into chaos or throwing off our complete day. Sometimes things pop up out of the blue and it kind of throws us off a bit. But if you've never tried something new, then clearly you're kind of comfortable with where you are and we kind of want to be out there trying new things and becoming better and greater people. The second quote I have, great people make you feel that too, to be great or that you can be great. I don't know about you guys, but for the last five summers now, I've been doing NCS and during the second week, we tend to have someone coming in from a charity such as the Kelly Holmes Trust. And normally it's an athlete who has won like gold medals, silver medals, bronze medals, and part participated in the Olympics. And normally they stand at the front and they kind of give this talk about their career, what they've gone through, and how they can encourage young people to kind of follow their dreams and that sort of thing. But I wonder if any of you guys have encountered someone recently who you would deem as a great person, and if they have also made you feel like, actually, you can be great too. Because I know that's one of the key features that when people come in from charities to kind of give a tour, that they try and encourage people to also be great. So I just want you to think, has, have I spoken to anyone who I deem as a great person that has made me or made me feel like I can also be great? Because I feel as Christians, we should almost be kind of like that role model. God sees us as great. Maybe we should go out and tell people that they are also great and God thinks that they're great as well, as well as being loved. The third point, great people are the main chapter of humanity. Now think about that. All the great people that we know 
have either gone before us or are still living, but they are the main chapter of humanity. So let's take football, for instance. Some of the greatest players that we know, football is, I guess a team is almost based around that person. If this person isn't playing, how are the team going to perform? Will they perform great? Will they perform better? Who knows? So when we take the Bible, for instance, when, and we look at the great people in the Bible, who are they? They're all listed in the chapter. They're all listed throughout, but they've also come and gone before us. So maybe it's about time that we could potentially not take up their foot, take up their cross or take up what they've done and their work. Maybe it's about time that we could potentially also be great. So I'm going to list two sections on this whiteboard now. So I'm just going to turn it around. And one section is going to be about what society deems as great. So I just want you guys to kind of give me some ideas of how we can be great or how, what society would deem as great. So for example, you can't, you gotta have that luck to be great. So I just want you guys to kind of give me some ideas of how we can be great in society's eyes. So this, these are some of the suggestions that you guys have listed about what society deems as a great person. And as you can see, it's all about kind of the worldly things. So being a winner, having the right look, being rich, successful, wealthy, having an established career, spreading positivity and being a good role model, even having fans now that we've moved into the technology and the social media age and also having good banter. But now that we've got this, what if I said what God would deem as great? What would you say then? So we've got fruits of the spirit, servant heart, true believers, compassionate, wearing the armor of God, using talents, those who are last, putting God first, being generous, forgiving, non-judgmental, and spreading his word. So as you can see, the list of what society would deem as great and what God would deem as great is completely different. So just take a moment and just think, where are your priorities? What are you aiming for? And which one do you think you've kind of nailed on the head out of both of those two? But at the end of the day, we shouldn't be measuring ourselves on what society thinks. It's all about what God thinks of us and how we can be great and how we can do his work. Because in the Bible, it says that the things on this earth won't last and will be ruined. Whereas things that we store and the treasure that we store up in heaven will last forever and will be eternal. So one thing that made me think actually was when Phil mentioned on Sunday about pride and how we have different kinds of prides. And in my mind, we have two different kinds of pride. We have the pride of I'm boastful, I'm successful, I'm proud. Look at me, I'm going to show off with everything I've accomplished. And then we have the good pride, which means actually you appreciate the work you've put in. You have done so well in your work that you're kind of, you're thankful, you're grateful of, all, of everything that you've achieved. And you're not boastful, but you're kind of just enough, and you're on just enough level to be able to appreciate it without rubbing it in someone else's faces or making, or belittling people because they don't have what you've done. Um, so... I think the one thing that made me think about this in the first place, actually, was when I was talking to my friend, apparently I had said something in college that made him change the way he thought about everything. And, that, and he asked me, oh, 
uh, basically, have you or do you feel like you've done everything you've wanted to? Because growing up in college, I kind of want, I wanted to be able to perform on the main stage. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And when we were talking about the things that I've done, it was almost like, actually, no, inside me, I feel, I feel satisfied. I feel great. But then, so I've, done, I've gone out and done the things I've wanted to do. I've performed on different stages. I've managed to run a theater show. I've managed to direct and all that sorts of stuff. But then, so when you set out and you achieve a goal, do you stop there or do you hunger for more? Do you then set new goals to accomplish new things? And apparently what I had said to him apparently made him change the way he looked at everything and how we shouldn't just kind of settle for what we have, but we should always be going for more. And this is fatal for the Christian life because if God sends us out to do some kind of missionary work and we've done that and we think, okay, yep, God, I'm done. Okay, that's it. I can retire from the Christian life now. Uh, I can just kind of sit at home, read my Bible, pray, but I don't really need to go out and evangelize or anything because I've already done it. When actually it's more of the flip side. Okay, God, I've done this now. What can I do for you now? I want more. I want more. I want to be able to achieve more. I want to be able to do more for you. So do we kind of have that hunger for greatness in God? Do we have that hunger to be able to go out and do the work that he wants us to and the fact that he calls us to do? And one of my favorite verses is Hebrews 11. I think I've shared this before because for me, it is the hall of fame. It is the people that have kind of stepped out in faith that have gone and done God's work and have been recognized in this book. So I'm just going to read some, I'm just going to read some of the verses out because it is quite a long chapter and we could probably be here all night if I was reading. Well, it's titled, What is Faith? Faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we don't see it. Faith is the reason we remember great people who lived in the past. It is by faith we understand that, that the whole world was made by God's command, so, we see, so what we see was made by something that cannot be seen. It was by faith that Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. God said he was pleased with the gifts Abel offered and, and called Abel a good man because of his faith. Abel died, but through his faith, he is still speaking. It was by faith that Enoch was taken to heaven so he would not die. He could not be found because God had taken him away. Before he was taken, the scriptures say that he was the man who truly pleased God. Without faith, no one can, can please God. Anyone who comes to God must believe that he is real and that the rewards those, and he rewards those who truly want to find him. It was by faith that Noah heard God's warnings about things he could not yet see. He obeyed God and built a large boat to save his family. By faith, Noah showed that the world was wrong and he became one of those who are made right with God through faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed God's call to go to another place God promised to give him. He left his own country, not knowing where he was going. It was by faith that he lived like a foreigner in the country God promised to give him. He lived in tents with Isaac and Jacob, who had received that same promise from God. Abraham was waiting for the city that he, that has his real foundations, the city planned and built by God. He was too old to have children, and Sarah could not have children. It was by faith that Abraham was made able to become a father, because he trusted God to do what he had, ple he had promised. This man was so old that he was, he was almost dead, but from him came as many descendants as there are stars in the sky like the sands on the seashore, they could not be counted. All great people die in faith, 
They did not get the things God promised his people, but they saw them coming far in the future and were glad. They said they were like the visitors and strangers on the earth. So I'll stop there. So recently, I had my probation at work. Bear in mind, I've been there for what, like eight months. And it's true. And just like the Bible, they, the staff at work saying that because the staff are with kids who have had trouble backgrounds or have special needs and additional needs, we work so hard to kind of help them kind of build up skills and the knowledge that, will, that they hopefully will grow and be able to use even after school. So even though we work with these kids and we might see a slight change, we will never actually know because we won't be there to see this change. But one day, the change will actually be there and it's just like God. But even though the Bible says that love is the most important, I also feel that faith is important because you can ask anyone in the streets, they'll say, oh yeah, I, I, believe, I, I believe in God. I believe there's a God. Or yeah, I believe Jesus is real. But then that's pretty much about it. And I think with faith, faith is... Faith is the difference that takes you from being a believer or just believing that there is a God and believing that, oh, yeah, Jesus was real and just walked the earth and that was about it. So actually, Jesus is my saviour. Jesus and God, they are pretty much, I am, I am one in them. I want to be with them. I want to be like them. Faith is the difference from, I guess, it's from knowing something and understanding something. Because I feel like there's a difference. You can know something like, oh yeah, I know that answer, but you can understand it where you can break it down and you kind of know how it works. You can know, you can know the components. But I think with faith, you can do the works of God, but not just, oh, I've done it and that's it, but kind of understand what you're doing and then kind of have that desire to want to do more so that way you can grow as well. But I just think it's vital in our day-to-day -day lives. So... What's the difference between them and us? Can anyone tell me what's the difference between people in the Bible and us? Well, the main difference is that they've already been and gone and we're still here, which means they've already started off the work that God's called them to do, which means we're here to kind of carry on that work. So can I ask, are you guys doing what God wants you to do? Or are you putting it off? Are you ready to be great? Are you ready to make a difference? Because although they've come and gone and their names have been recorded, there's an even more important book than the Bible itself. And that is the book of life. And that is where you will find your names when you get to heaven. So you might have a favorite person in the Bible, but just think when you get to heaven, your name will be in the same list as their names. How great and incredible would that be? When you can look down, you can see Enoch, you can see Moses, you can see Elijah, and then you can see your name there on the same list. So it doesn't matter what you, what you think about yourself, how low you, or how low you feel, or if you don't feel important, if you don't feel great. God's got a plan for you. Stick with him and he will make you great. And just remember, in God's eyes, you are great, you are precious, and you are loved. Thank you for listening.